0: Hey, Senda. Hey, Phil. Do you want to talk about porting rules from one system to another?
1: Okay, so when Phil asks you the question for the show, Roll Plus Funny, on a 10+, you come up with a witty line and the show begins with a laugh. On a 7 to 9, you come up with a line and Phil groans, start the show. On a 6-, minus. you say something that will haunt you later in the show. I got a 4.
0: Cool. You want to talk about porting rules from one system to another?
1: So you mean like using the fatal rules for life?
0: And welcome to another episode of Pandas Talking Games. I'm one of your hosts,
1: And I'm your other host, Senda. And for tonight's topic, Captain Mike asked us, I'm currently running a Star Wars game in which I have one person with force abilities and pretty soon they will be going on a quest to acquire the stone that powers their lightsaber. To make the event special and memorable, I'm going to run him through a single star crossed where one player will be the crystal and the other one will be the Jedi. My question, do you have any advice for bringing mechanics from another game into your current game? Is this even a good idea? Well, we always have advice. Always. Always. (laughs) Or we wouldn't even be talking about this. Um, As for if this is a good idea, it actually kind of depends on a few things, which is what we are going to talk about tonight. But first, Phil, Definition Panda, what can you tell us about porting rules?
0: Yeah, so I'm actually going to crib some of my own notes from uh, Mister Mark episode 355, where we talked about porting indie mechanics into other games. Thief, you thief. Yes, but that's okay. I'm allowed to do that. It's my own (laughs) stuff. Um, So I stole some of the setup information we used in that episode. I'm just going to summarize it here. Right, So, porting is a software term, which means the process of adapting software for the purpose of achieving some form of execution in a computing environment that is different from the one that a given program meant for such execution was originally designed for. So, to extend this into the RPG world, we're talking about taking the mechanics or a mechanism out of the game it was originally designed for and moving it into another game. And so, sometimes that can be really easy if the games have fairly similar rule structure. So porting something from Fate Core to Fate Accelerated, not a big deal. If the two rule sets are more disparate, the port requires a bit more consideration for how to make it work in the new rules.
1: Yeah, because depending on what exactly you're porting, you might have a very large or a small mechanical impact, right?
0: Exactly. Which is something we'll get into a little more as we get talking. So using porting as our first definition, the next one that I want to add into our discussion for tonight is integration, right? So to form, coordinate, or blend into a functioning or unified whole, okay? And so the reason I want to bring this term up is because when you're going to use the mechanic that you're porting, you can do it. Without having to integrate it into the game, right? So it can be a little more stand, um, stand off,
1: mm-hmm.
0: right? Like not integrated.
1: Yep. So that that is like we were um, saying in the question, like using Starcross for the lightsaber building. You're just plunking it in.
0: Yeah, because you're you're literally like switching games. You're gonna yeah. play Starcross and then switch back, right? Yeah. So you're not really you're not really transferring rules. You're just kind of porting in. Starcross to do this one thing for your campaign. Yeah. Okay. Um, or are you going to merge the ported rules into the rules of your existing game? So, like, maybe I want to add Benny's to my Tales from the Loop game.
1: Yeah, which you actually are then... I, I don't
0: want to. I'm just...
1: Hypothetical. <laughs> well, I know, but then with that hypothetical, but then you're actually changing the rules of the existing game to now include and integrate the new thing that you're adding.
0: Right. Right, and that's a that's a very different thing, and that's important because these this concept of integration versus not integration is important because it does have different effects on your game, how you're going to use them, and some of the uh, pitfalls um, that surround them.
1: Yeah, so that gets us to how we want to look at this tonight, and I am going to talk about mechanics that are not integrated.
0: Yep, and I'll talk about mechanics that are integrated. Awesome. So why don't you start us out with, which is really close to Captain Mike's original question, why don't you uh, start us out with the non-integrated porting of mechanics?
1: Right, so when you're porting rules into your game, but you're not integrating them with your game, you do still have a few things to figure out and a few issues to deal with. So we still have some tips, like we do, right? Um, And the first one is to get the table's consent first.
0: Right. right. No, no surprises. Surprises right?
1: are mean. And then there's a there's a certain amount of this that if you don't get the table's consent on this, then you might have done a little bit of a bait and switch.
0: Uh, You absolutely could be move, you could absolutely be paddling out into bait and switch territory. Yeah. With this, Right. So. Um, trust me, like I know, so I know why people do this as a surprise because they want the like, like that when we were playing Star Wars, but now we're going to play Starcross and everybody's like, whoa, but listen, they're going to be like, whoa, when you bring it up, no matter where you bring it up, just don't thrust it on him at the table. Yeah. Like, like bring it up before the game or between sessions or something, they'll still be excited about it.
1: Yeah, they'll still be like, oh, what a cool idea. We're in the middle of playing Scum and Villainy, but now we want to play the backstory of the love of the two characters and how they ended up getting together? Absolutely. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Been there, done that. Yes.
0: Absolutely. Okay, what's your your next
1: Sorry, I got distracted thinking about playing Yes a lot. Then you have to figure out, how you're going to get into and out of the ported rules that you are engaging
0: yeah so what situation or mechanism triggers you for going into them and likewise coming out of them so like in the case of Captain Mike's um, Starcross game the conclusion of Starcross like the playing of a single game like will get us out of those rules and when the Jedi goes to find their crystal gets us into the rules right right? i
1: I would say and and here's a really common example is when your characters play a game in the game and Mm -hmm. you you suddenly engage a different mechanic in the game to simulate the gambling or whatever that they're doing and suddenly they're engaging with literally another game inside of the game itself the trigger of that game is that their characters play a game and you exit the game by finishing however the characters are playing the game, right?
0: My um, D twenty heist game in the early two thousands, which was about a group of criminals in Las Vegas, always started with them playing poker, and the players would actually play poker for cut. Like they yeah. play like two, they play like two to three hands of poker in character.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Like See? just,
0: just talking and then yeah. like they would just pack up the cards and like we would, you know, like transition into the full game.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's also awesome.
0: It was also, <laughs> it was also kind of a neat, um, character ritual like yeah. to get into character. Yeah, totally.
1: It yeah. transitioned. Even r- I
0: played, even I, cause I had a, I had a, um, I had an NP, like a GM NPC in that game. Yeah. Um, so I even, I like, I got to play as, as my NPC. As a
1: character in that. That's, that's yeah. super fun and cool. So the next thing that you have to do is figure out how your characters, your NPCs, etc., translate to the other rules. And this is one of those, you told the table ahead of time, right?
0: <laughs> right. Um, otherwise, you're like either doing it right there or you've kind of like if you were bait and switching them, you did it behind their backs. But um, sometimes you're going to need to translate to the other rules. Sometimes you won't, right? Yeah. Like. There'll be a little bit of transition for that Starcross game, but the Starcross character and a Star Wars character are really two kind of very different. Like, they're mechanically very different, but right. there'll need to be some representation of that Jedi as one of the Starcross lovers.
1: Right. I mean, you have to figure out a different thing for the star-crossed one, which is why can't the Jedi and the crystal be together? Like, what is the tension there? Because that's what star-crossed is about. Exactly. And so, like, you ha- you actually have a different question to make that transition smooth in that particular case. But anyway, so you are doing the game switch to create a specific experience in the game that the game itself doesn't cover, Right. So, so like, don't, don't integrate a game that does the same thing as the game that you are currently playing.
0: Yes. Right. (laughs) Yeah. You're, I mean, you're, you're picking this experience, you're picking this other game to port in because it's providing um, some very specific experience, right? Like, so Starcrossed brings that, you know, tension of two uh, people or things that can't be together that ultimately will cross the line and be together. Yeah. Like you really got to wonder what's what's the deal with this crystal?
1: I know. Or I, it's, it's,
0: or more importantly, what's the deal with the Jedi? Maybe the crystal's courting the Jedi, and the Jedi's the one like who's like like no. feels like I won't I won't pick up another lightsaber. Like I won't. Like yeah. I could make I could make some stories around that, right? Like here's somebody who like packed it all away like after Order 66 and is like I'm not a Jedi. I'm just a person going about my life and then like bumps into this crystal and the crystal's like no, like you need to build another lightsaber, you need to like pick up where you left off, that kind of thing. That's the story I would tell. That
1: would be amazing. I'll yeah. play that Starcross game with you. We should yeah, do sure. that sometime.
0: That cool. sounds good.
1: Anyway. <laughs> so the other thing that we um, we like to call out here, and this is one that I I think both of us have done, which is using something like microscope to build out the history of a campaign or the intro to a game, right?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Because microscope is, um, microscope is absolutely a thing that has a very specific f- uh, focus, right? So it very specifically builds out it very specifically builds out a history, and if your game doesn't have a mechanism for building out history, like this is a great way to do it.
1: Yeah, you just—I'll um, I'll throw another it. one in. Yeah, do another one. I'll throw
0: another one in for the queen,
1: Ooh. like for character building.
0: No, oh, well, yes and no. But what if you did this? What if you played for the queen? Uh huh. Okay. Uh huh. And immediately after for the queen, you started playing swords without master. <laughs> like you used for the queen to yeah. make up your swords characters yeah and then you actually play a perilous scene with the queen is under attack
1: oh that's good and then you go into like from there you can do a discovery phase figure out what's going on and then like go in have no, all of, of the that'll story. be
0: no all of that'll be figured out if you've played, like, two hours worth of For the, for the Queen... the Queen, that's true. You, you know what's going know, like, on. Yeah, like, you could just launch right into it. Like, just right into a perilous phase. Like, do you save the Queen? Do you, like, for, you know, like... Oh. The, queen, the Queen's not named or anything, so, like, anyone could finish her oh,
1: off. Oh, God! <laughs> She's not, is she?
0: Unless somebody chooses to name her for some reason when they make their characters. Anyway this free experiment an experiment we are going to have to conduct one day seriously um,
1: <laughs> remember that one so anyway
0: <sighs> sorry um, <laughs> hang on I'm just wow okay i'm good go ahead
1: okay um, tell me
0: about some challenges
1: yeah there are some challenges you could encounter right the first one being players may not have mechanical mastery in the ported rules sure yeah
0: that's gonna be a problem um it can be a problem. Some players are totally cool, like when they don't have mechanical mastery and don't mind switching in and out of rules. Yeah. Um, other players get very uncomfortable. Yep. Um, one of the things they kind of love about games is the mechanical mastery part. And when you take it away from them, they can get kind of anxious about it. So, yeah. And they may feel like they're not going to make optimal moves, things like that.
1: Yeah. And also, you to, to do this effectively and, and to help players be comfortable, like... Um, your players have to trust you that you're, like, not out to get them, right? They're not yeah, switching now, systems to, like, to like, ooh, gotcha. Reset them. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Cool. So the other thing is that the ported game may now need some tweaks to work for your specific situation. Like, we were actually just talking about how do you create the dramatic tension for Starcrossed between the Crystal and the Jedi, right? Which, admittedly, mm-hmm. we figured out. But, you know, it's, it was a conversation that we had to actually have. Uh-huh. Because Starcross does require that.
0: Had to look at it in the opposite direction.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and you need to be careful, right? These tweaks um, can have mechanical effects on the ported game. So you just need to be a little careful. And we'll talk about that in a, in um, in just a minute with integrated ports about uh, some of the things, some of these unexpected mechanical things.
1: Right. And the last one to be aware of is don't overdo this, right? Like If you're porting everything into the game that you're playing then you're likely not actually playing the right game.
0: I'll actually call you out on this, right? Like you played <laughs> I know. Like, you played Scum and Villainy yeah. and ported yes in like five times. I think right? we played
1: more yes than it was either slight it was either one more session of yes in our scum and villainy game or equal sessions of yes to scum and villainy in our scum and villainy game.
0: Yeah. So like at that point if you're porting in <laughs> a bunch of things, it, it really means that what you like? Your game is lacking stuff, and you're probably you don't have a good fit. I um,
1: don't. I I think it actually wasn't a good fit for that for that specific game group that I play with. But there were also external forces at work. Like we were playing yes, whenever people couldn't make it, so. Yeah. That also had something to do with
0: it. (laughs) Right, but arguably... We might
1: have been a little bit better at playing the actual game. Arguably,
0: since I talked to you... Having talked to you after every one of those sessions, I get the feeling that you guys had more fun playing Yes than you did having playing Scum and Villain.
1: Uh, Yes. (laughs) Not anything... It wasn't anything against Scum and Villain at all. But in terms of the style of play that we've just developed as that particular group, we do better with... Something like yes, where we can just tell each other stories in character and break our own hearts for like a couple of hours.
0: Yeah, I, I, yes, I think Scum and Villainy is probably tad too heavy for you. It
1: it, it was actually a bit too crunchy for us. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Anyway, so Uh, let's talk, let's talk about integrated.
0: Yeah, ports. All right, so porting rules from one game to another and integrating them t- into your existing system is more invasive, Yes. right? You're now actually, by inserting these rules, you're changing the design of the game. Uh, and so you run all the risks like you do anytime you do game design. Yeah. And so here are like a few of our tips about this. Uh, number one, get table consent.
1: Oh, it seems like that's a thing that maybe you should just do in general. Like maybe maybe this is just a theme.
0: Yeah, like don't surprise everybody by just being like, "Hey, tonight guys, we're going to put Bennies in the game." Yeah. Right? Like don't do that at the table. Do that between games, right? Send out an email, post a Slack message or something. Like, "Hey, I'm thinking of putting this in. What do you guys think?" Right? Get like feel everybody out about it.
1: Or worst-case scenario when they show up, say, "Hey, I've been thinking about doing this. How do you feel about it?" Instead of and have the talk it. before you start playing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. Now, modify the ported rule to fit your system to make it conform with the rest of the system as best as possible. So what this means is you can't just take the rule out and plunk it right into your game. In a lot of cases, you kind of have to, you kind of have to, like, like if you're doing like, um, joints and stuff with wood like you got to like you got to dovetail these things together right like you have to make these smooth transitions from your existing system into this ported rule and so you may have to kind of change the rule a little the ported rule a little so that it lines up better with your system
1: right so an easy one for us to talk about is bennies right you know in a lot of games you can use a benny to re-roll Right. But if your game doesn't do re-rolls, then maybe your Benny is just a bonus and doesn't need to cause yeah. a re-roll. Right. You still get yeah, a bonus exactly. from having a Benny, but like adding a re-roll to a game that doesn't mechanically allow re-rolls could do weird things to it. And you don't know.
0: You'll find out. You'll
1: find out. <laughs> then you'll, right. you won't know now, it's what you wanted. <laughs>
0: Exactly, which then brings us to the next point, which is new rules always change the mechanical ecosystem of a game and will always have consequences. Sometimes those consequences are good, sometimes those consequences not as good. Yeah, um, but but as, but expect that the second you put the rule in, something is going to change, and if you don't see it right away, it's probably coming down the line, yes. right? And like. <laughs>
1: There is no such thing as a rule edition that does not have some kind of effect on the game. It's just a question of when or if you notice. If it's a small enough effect on the game, maybe you don't notice. But also, maybe you just haven't encountered the thing that you broke yet.
0: Right, exactly. Like, it might be perfectly fine, and then somebody hits level six, takes this ability, and then bam bam-o! Like, that, Like, you know, super collides. Which brings us to our next uh, (laughs) piece of advice, which is playtest.
1: Yeah, which it would be good if you did that, like not at your actual session table, because then you would know if it works or not before you start, you know, shoving it into your standard campaign. But, you know, just like most of us don't always have time, you'll probably do it right in the middle of the session.
0: Right. Ideally you need to play test this rule to see where the impacts are going to be, right? So there's always some sort of small but serious interaction that you're going to miss if you just look at the rules and just be like, "Wait, I can think this through. I know this game." Right. Right? Like and again, if your game is more complex, so if your game is more of a traditional game and you have more and more rules, more and more character options, more and more special abilities, powers, spells, magic items, etc. The rule change, the chance that it's going to collide with something is greater and greater. If your game is more streamlined, if it is simpler, if it has less rules, less character options, there are less things for your rule to collide and interact with. So if you are porting a rule into something like a fifth edition, like a Numenera, even like um forbidden lands, you have a much greater chance of running into something than you do something more streamlined like a swords without master, right? Like yeah, where there's I, where there's like hardly any, right? Um, I
1: I think I could get a pretty good idea for if what I'm porting in would break something in swords without master and or not because you can see pretty clearly if it's going to interfere with any of the rules on paper because there just aren't that many, exactly, right? Crank. <laughs> I can actually so nothing,
0: through those. <laughs> right. Nothing beats playtesting. And truth of the matter is you'll probably not do it. Yeah. Um, I know this only from experience because I've ported stuff into games and not done this. Which then leads us to our last piece of uh, advice, which is uh, be prepared to roll back or remove your change.
1: Yeah. So
0: <laughs> if you put it in and didn't playtest it enough, Be prepared.
1: Yeah, because so and and prepare your players, right? So you can say like, "Hey, we're gonna try this thing," but then if the rule breaks your game, you can be like, "Hey, I'm sorry, that didn't actually work," and you can pull it back out again. So it's all about setting that expectation up front when you introduce the new mechanic into the game. um, To be able to put you into a place where you're like, Hey, we talked about this and I know that this has been kind of fun or whatever, but like, it's totally breaking the game in X, Y, Z way. And so Mm -hmm. um, we're going to pull it out and go forward from there.
0: So we're getting close to the end of the episode. And I just, I want to mention really quick, like my personal preference for this kind of thing is non-integrated rule changes. So taking The campaign, the story, or whatever, temporarily moving it to a different system to produce a particular type of effect, like a particular dramatic effect or something like that, and then moving it back into the main system. Like, I think those can one, they can be a lot of fun, and two, you run far less risk of making your like main game wonky, right? Because you're really just having this like little diversion to like flashback or uh, do this special kind of scene or whatever. And then boom, right back into kind of like the main game and keep it moving.
1: Can I add a little commentary on that? Yeah, good. So there's a thing where if there's a rule that you really like that you're porting into this game or you're doing it to do to make a specific change to the game that you're currently playing, there is a question and, and I can't answer it for you, but there is a question which is, are you playing the right game? Mm-hmm. Right? Like, if you feel like you have to adjust a bunch of the rules to this game to make it play the way you want it to, is this actually the right one?
0: Yeah. I think if you're, like, porting, like, a rule, yeah, I don't think it's, like, it's that big of a deal. probably fine. But, but if you're, like, porting the combat system from an, one game into your game, like... Yeah. Yeah. Then you should yeah. probably be talking about, like...
1: Maybe, maybe explore other options. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think that's uh, and my, that's my same rule about, that's my same feeling about house ruling, right? If you've, um, if you've extensively house rule a system, then like maybe there's another system where you don't have to house rule it, right? Like, right. and some people like house ruling, some people like porting, like there's no, there's no wrong, bad fun, right? Like no. you, like if you, if you port it and don't play test it, it's not like you're bad. We're just trying to save you some hassle if it goes yeah. sideways. Yeah.
1: We'll just um, learn from our mistakes. Sure. Um, I mean, uh, and, 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 the, and the only thing that I will say is if you are playing at a table with um, all the people that you play with all the time and you've ported a whole bunch of wild things into your game um, and integrated them like awesome, have fun. If you walk into a convention table... And you told them that you were running Savage Worlds, but you've ported a bunch of wild things into the game and integrated them. And then you have to teach a bunch of people who actually already know how to play Savage Worlds, how to play with your version. That might be a different kind of issue. Anyway, maybe I'll cut all this. I don't know if it makes sense to talk about.
0: No, it's fine. I'm just I'm uh, we have a few minutes and it was fine. I'm uh, just thinking that I would do a, um, the, the rule I would port into Savage Ru- Savage Worlds is GM intrusion.
1: Oh, where, yeah. uh, like, I'm going to make a GM
0: intrusion, and I'm going to give you all a Benny.
1: Yeah, like, no problem. That, that doesn't like, break I, it. That's just a conceptual, yeah.
0: No, but it's a, I mean, it's technically, it's a rule port where I've modified it. Because in Numenera, when you do that, everybody gets an experience point. And yes. experience points can be used for rerolls, That's So I like the Benny.
1: Pretty similar. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Right. Like, I'm going to take a hard move here, right? I'm going to just jam up the game, but I'm going to give you all a Benny for it.
1: Right. Um, to make it easier. I would Which totally... Is-
0: I would- Oh, we would totally do that in a Savage Worlds game.
1: Well, there's a lot of systems that do similar things like that now, too. So I think it's pretty easy to adjust them just a little, like make them wiggle a little bit to do what you want. Like if you talk about like Genesis and the, the Final uh, the, the Fantasy Flight Star Wars system, they have the, the um, they're the Force and Destiny. the destiny the force the 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 little flippy things that you flip back and forth to control the the story the
0: othello pieces yeah the
1: othello pieces right dark side and light side and you flip them back and forth so like i can basically do a gm intrusion but i have to flip one of them to the light side to do it and then they have another one that they can spend on rolls. yeah
0: in the in the ditch lilies road tour game um if the gm wants the next scene to be a direct conflict yeah For for a character spotlight scene, they They have have to put something um, in
1: the band pool.
0: Yeah, they have to they have to take a die from their trouble pool and put it in the band pool.
1: Yeah, that's see that's that's some of that's like economy of like storytelling. It's a story. That's really interesting. We talk about um, the action economy a lot. We talk about um, some of the mechanical economies. We haven't really talked about a narrative economy. And that's kind of a thing.
0: Yeah, there's a little bit of that going on in Ditch Lilies, yeah. um, which is, um, which when we get into talking about the design of our upcoming game, um, it is time for us to get <laughs> out of here uh, and close up the show. Uh, and before we can do that, we must always acknowledge one of the other fabulous shows in the misdirected Mark family of uh, shows. Which one are we doing? Uh, you know what? I'll do it. <laughs>
1: All right, you do um, it. She's you a
0: super it. geek. She's the Super Geek is in any nominated actual play RPG podcast highlighting women as GMs. Join them every other Tuesday for lots of different RPGs and guests and laughs.
1: Oh, sometimes
0: laughs. And feels. And feels. Sometimes
1: feels. feels. Sometimes, like many games, definitely laughs this last couple of weeks because it's been uh, Malgoths versus Visigoths.
0: Yes. Which? Laughs and laughs and feels is my laser and feelings hack of of your show. <laughs> Giggles. That's it. Giggles, Giggles and, and feels, feels is the <laughs> Giggles and feels is uh is my lasers and feelings hack of your of of Saski. Right. Uh, not of the games you play of literally of like literally playing Saski. SAS yeah. Yeah. Say senda where can people reach us on the internet?
1: Well, you can find us on Twitter at Pandas Talk Games. You can find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Games. You can find us in the Misdirected Mark forums where you can still be entered in an awesome contest to win a handmade dice bag, either a Bagthulu or a She's a Super Geek bag, if you are one of the first hundred people to sign up and you introduce yourself in the introductions forum, or you can drop us an email, panda at misdirectedmark.com and fill once they find us in one of those places, what can they do with that information?
0: So very much like Captain Mike did tonight, please uh, send us topics. Let us answer the questions you have. Let us ponder on the things that you wonder about. Let us advise you on the things that you need advice about. Um, we're your best friend. We're your we're your guru advisor guide we're whatever you need us to be like we're you're <laughs> we're your confidant where you're listening you're in the trust tree send us your topics we'll uh turn them into shows we're super good at doing that um in the we've trust been doing tree. it for a while in the trust tree um so send us your topics. Uh, we love to talk about the things that you find interesting. Otherwise, we'll sit around and design Ditch Lily games on the mics all night.
1: Or port we- a bunch of games into other games, apparently. Correct.
0: Correct. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a, that's a thing that's going to happen. Um, if you like what we do here elsewhere on the Misdirected Mark Network, please consider supporting our Patreon campaign. Go to patreon.com slash MMP. Patrons of the show get things like the access to uh, our bonus outtakes, which are going to be pretty good tonight. Mm. Um the after show from Misdirected Mark, access to our Slack room, come, ch- come hang out with us on our Minecraft server. There are occasional goodies that get sprinkled through the Misdirected Mark network. Um, sometimes it's things that Encoded Designs publishes. We just kind of give things out to our backers. And uh, we also like to give shout outs at the end of each show. Uh, and we have three such shout outs tonight, which I'll just do really quickly. Donnie Harville, Lord of the Slack room. Thank you, Donnie. <laughs> uh, t uh our uh, Minecrafting friend. Thanks, uh, t haven't, haven't, uh, haven't seen them in a little while, but I uh, hope they're doing well. Uh, and Jean Lorbert, thank you so very much for your support. Thank you. Uh, say, Sendo, there's another thing um, people can do if they're uh, already supporting the Patreon or unable to support the Patreon. That would be most excellent. And if you have upgraded your Mac to Catalina, you can no longer do in iTunes. You must do it in what?
1: Apple Podcasts.
0: There you go. You can leave us a
1: rating, or review. You can even review individual episodes if you really want to, but that seems like a lot of energy. Anyway, every new review we get really does actually help new people find the show, so we super duper appreciate them. And if you leave it somewhere that's not the US Apple Podcast Store, let me know about it on Twitter or email or whatever, because we really, really, really love seeing them. And thank you so very, very much to everyone who has already left a review. They make us feel all warm and fuzzy Inside.
0: Most definitely indeed. Mm-hmm. Say, Senda, show me what rules you're going to port into your swords without master game.
1: So you know before I was talking about Fatal. This show is a joint production of She's a Super Geek and Misdirected Mark Productions, the media arm of Encoded Designs. Got, eh, show me what you got show
0: me what you got, eh, show, me what you got eh, show me what you got show me what you got this time
1: clicky two. i have waveforms yes. instead of an error message
0: yes there's <laughs> nothing worse than uh i'm gonna adjust my mic right now instead of like yeah before. i totally did mine too yeah like that was <laughs> good Except very professional instead of before the uh show or (laughs) before before hitting recording i just like to i like to just wait to get it on the mics Uh, yeah yeah. oh blue light yeah okay good
1: blue light it's okay it's not blinding because it's through the video i don't
0: think people um so people don't know that right like the um the atr uh microphone right the ones that we use the auto technica it's very bright have this like super bright blue led where the power is yeah. Right, it's so bright that anyone who uses it puts it like in a direction like you can't see it. Like yours is pointed t- down, right?
1: Well, mine is not only pointed down. I have a little blob of sticky tack over it. Like you can still see it through the
0: sticky tack. See, I don't even have that. Like but, it, as soon as, I- but
1: it's not. It won't blind people in the room by accident. So
0: I'm my hand is like eight inches above the thing. And like it, my whole it's hand is covered in blue light.
1: Still totally blue. Yeah. yeah it's, like, it's like a little blue laser light, basically.
0: Right. And wh- what's obnoxious about it is if you're doing video like we do, if you're not careful with where the where the mic's rotated in the stand like it points this like stupid bright blue dot at the screen in fact right now i have to adjust it because i can see the remnant of the blue dot in my screen
1: yeah it's actually it's not bothering me no no it just was a little white blue dot but if it's
0: no i saw the reflection of it coming off the the reflection was
1: getting you in your eyeballs yeah
0: so that's no good. So yes.
1: Your eyeballs, the the seeing version of
0: earballs. Right. So for our fellow uh podcasters out there who have the ATR microphone, you know exactly what we're talking about. And everyone else is like Yes.
1: Like why? Why are you going on about the blinding blue light? Mm. Because Blinded of the blinding blue light.
0: By the light. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: anyway, so do a, you uh so, do you wanna I, do, you, I, do
0: you wanna be mad? Gotta get you Gotta get with, get with my, my friends. friends. <laughs> oh. <laughs>
1: make it last forever. That's the way ends No, make it something easy, something make it. Last. Uh, I I, I'm
0: not I'm not hundred oh percent sure on the words. It's I definitely been a know while. the song. I it's been a it's while. It's funny because it came I, up I just it came up in my um uh things from the flood game.
1: Oh, because I wanna I wanna I wanna I wanna there you go, I know those words.
0: Yeah. Um <laughs> Leah, the NPC, the hacker. She's yeah. like super into Brit pop.
1: Oh, my God. Is she really into the Spice Girls?
0: She's she's into basically everything. So, like, every week is like, I listen to a song and it, like, fundamentally changed my life. <laughs> <laughs> like, have you heard Wonderwall? Like,
1: <laughs> we have this show.
0: Yes. Do you want to do it?
1: To do. It's a show. Yeah. You know, my cat was doing meows at me earlier and he was going... Ah. And I was like, "Are you are you Phil?" Oh wow! <laughs> like lo- lo- losing the meow in the middle.
0: <laughs> I just want to do that song. I want to do that sound from "Down with the Sickness." Oh wow! <laughs> it's gonna be my cat meow for now on.
1: No, no, you have to do a real meow. I like seeing your expression.
0: Okay. Please. Yes. Fine. Very well. <laughs> All right. We ready?
1: Uh huh my
0: home. oh man i <laughs> apparently didn't have enough to drink
1: <laughs> ah, shit you know i love you for doing this right <laughs> <laughs> i appreciate you
0: <laughs> okay we got to we got a show we got Meow.
1: <laughs> meow.
0: <laughs> <sighs> Bum bum. <laughs> bum. <laughs> I, like, I like.
1: Now you'll
0: now you know where that goes.
1: <laughs> I liked your I liked your um, stand-in hard musical cut. That was yeah. That was well done.
0: <laughs> you'll have no problem finding that in my waveforms. Bom <laughs> bum. bum. <laughs> What's new, pussy? <laughs> I knew you were gonna do that. As soon as-
1: seven what's new pussycats
0: and then it's not unusual
1: one it's not unusual
0: oh that's probably one of the funniest modern comedy bits ever (laughs) if you haven't seen if you haven't heard that people john mulvaney's um what's new pussycat Just Pussycat? just, just put that in you'll be good okay ready
1: yes Totally unrelated. If anybody has good suggestions for a GMless parlor LARP for a birthday party, I'm totally on the hunt. Anyway,
0: <laughs> put that in the outtakes.
1: <laughs> I'm looking.
0: Bloop. Oh,
1: that's good.
0: Queens, queens without. Uh, um, Queen,
1: queens without names. Swords, swords, swords without, without queens. Swords, swords without, without,
0: queens. Swords swords without, without queens. queens. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. That's the. That's the game I want to play. <laughs> In fact, now that you say that, I may go test that out at my story game Sunday.
1: Oh, you totally should. That would be epic.
0: Oh, that would be actually pretty epic.
1: Well, you can find us on Twitter at. <laughs> what the fuck?
0: Well, you can. It's written right on I... page. I know what it's right there. You can find us at. <laughs> See the thing in the parentheses. <laughs> at Panda Stalking Games.
1: No, 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 no. Not stock. <laughs> we don't stock the game. Try
0: it again. Say, Senda, <laughs> where can people find us on the internet? Bloop. Um, Donny Hartville, Lord of the Slack no, Room. No, you have to do it right though. Oh, I have to do it in you know what I should have just put the um, HTML brackets for steel yes. around it. <laughs> Open steel, closed close steel. steel. <laughs> yeah. Bloop. Show me what you got. 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 I like your, I like your just like
1: artificial hard cuts where you're like, no, don't say anymore. I'm going to sing now.
0: So it's bad enough we said it twice in one episode. If you say it the third time, it like shows up on the internet. So. Fatal,
1: fatal, fatal.
0: Oh, no. No, you can demand it. Oh, no. That's bad. No, no, no. You're gonna be making characters with certain kinds of circumferences. No,
1: no refuse, definitely not, do not consent.
0: Yep. Uh, I'm not sure. I don't think that I don't think consent is a mechanic in that game. No,
1: I imagine I'm pretty that sure, it wouldn't be. I'm
0: pretty sure consent is not a mechanic in that game.
1: I can I can <laughs> not consent to playing it.
0: Yeah, yes you can.
1: How about just that? How about like <laughs> No.
0: That's uh, that's about all you can do. Just say no. Bloop. On that note, we should probably say goodbye at 46 <laughs> minutes. We're right on time.
1: Oh, my gosh.
0: Are you ready to say goodbye?
1: Okay, okay. Bye.
0: Bye. Stop. <laughs>